Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, his truth, and his saving love for his people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I just want to share with you the um, questions that Wayne Grudem in his book, Systematic Theology, uh, always uh, plucks at the end of the chapters dealing with uh, topics that he deals with. And here are questions for personal application when you think about the doctrine of the Trinity. Why is God pleased when people exhibit faithfulness, love, and harmony within a family? What are some of the ways in which members of your family reflect the diversity found in the members of the Trinity? How does your family reflect the unity found among the members of the Trinity? What are some of the ways in which your family relationships could reflect the Trinity and the unity in the Trinity more fully? How might the diversity of persons in the Trinity encourage parents to allow their children to develop different interests from each other and from their parents without thinking that the unity of the family will be damaged? Second, how have how have you ever thought that if your church allows new or different kinds of ministries to develop that it might hinder the unity of the church or have you thought that encouraging people to use other gifts for ministry than those that have been used in the past might be divisive in the church how might the fact of unity and diversity in the Trinity help you to approach these questions? Thirdly, do you think that the Trinitarian nature of God is more fully reflected in a church in which all members have the same racial background or one in which the members of uh, the church come from many different races or ethnicities? In addition to our relationships within our families, we all exist in other relationships to human authority in government, in employment, in voluntary uh, societies, in educational institutions, and in athletics, for example. Sometimes we have authority over others, and sometimes we are subject to the authority of others, whether in the family or one of these other areas. So... You have to think about examples of a way in which you use your authority or your response to authority um, uh, to be shaped more like the pattern of the relationships in the Trinity. If, f number five, if we see Trinitarian existence of God as the foundational basis for all combinations of unity and diversity in the universe, then... What are some other parts of creation that show both unity and diversity? For example, the inter interdependency of environmental systems on the earth or the fascinating activity of bees in a hive or the harmonious working of the various parts of the human body? Do you think God made us so that we take the spontaneous delight in demonstrations of unity and diversity? such as musical composition that manifests great unity and yet great diversity of various parts at the same time, 
or in the skillful execution of some planned strategy by members of an athletic team working together. Lastly, in the being of God, we have infinite unity combined with the preservation of distinct personalities belonging to the members of the Trinity. How can this fact reassure us if we ever begin to fear that becoming more united to Christ as we grow in the Christian life or becoming more united to one another in the church might tend to obliterate our individual personalities? In heaven, do you think you will be exactly like everyone else or will you have a personality that is distinctly your own? How do you... How do Eastern religions such as Buddhism differ from Christianity in this regard? And I have often uh, emphasized that one of the, you know, or no, maybe not one of, but the most important way, the Christian religion is different from all other religions. will always hang on our understanding of God. People say that there are monotheistic three monotheistic religions in the world, major religions, Christianity, Islam, and uh, Judaism. But th that is a debatable topic because when we speak of monotheistic God, we don't speak of an idol. We speak of a God. So there is, the, there is only one true God. Imagine if someone, uh, you know, said, I worship my friend, they are the only God I have. Would we say that they are monotheistic? Or if someone has a statue in their house and worship that statue, would we say that they are monotheistic? Or if someone has an imagination of some God who doesn't exist and they call that God deity, would we say that they are monotheistic? You see, it is debatable because Muslims and Jews don't have the true God. What they have is an idol. And so that is not a true God. That is not God. If you're going to worship the true God, as, as Athanasius said last time, you have to believe in the Trinity. God is three distinct persons in the one divine essence. The hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning are songs shall rise to thee, holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed trinity, holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea, cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee, who wert and art and evermore shalt be. Holy, 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 though the darkness hide thee, though the eye of sinful men thy glory may not see, only thou art holy, there is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love, and unity, purity. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name, in earth and sky and sea, holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity.